Hi, I'm Cody Fan, and you're listening to Musings with Ministry, Episode 1. Today's guest is Elder David Rudd. Hello. Welcome in. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So uh, what this podcast is designed to do is to be able to get uh, people more familiar with our ministry, and specifically maybe ministers that they see or hear behind the pulpit every Sunday, um, they see up front Wednesday, uh, maybe ministers that they have in their homes that they'll call for, uh, call for the elders for administration, or you know, people they're familiar with or names they're familiar with, but maybe they don't know you uh, as a person. Now, we have a unique uh, situation in the Church of Christ where it seems that there are a lot of people related to each other, right? You know, right, there's a, right. there's a lot of uh, <laughs> there's a lot of relation back and forth, but that doesn't necessarily mean that someone knows you as a person, they just know that you're somewhere located on their family tree. So actually, in fact, uh, to start, why don't you tell uh, everyone a little, bit, a little bit about your family tree, or maybe some people that they would know you're related to. Okay. Yeah, I'm Elder David Rudd, and um, I grew up in the church. I grew up at the, uh, the Temple Lot Local. Uh, my parents are uh, Grace and Virgil Rudd, and uh, I grew up at the Temple Lot Local. I was baptized. I was I was nine years old. You and, were nine years old when you were baptized. Yes, yes. So. Were, and you were baptized in, at the Temple Lot. At the Temple Lot. Yes. So for for uh, those, most are familiar, but you know the Temple Lot burned down and was and was ended up rebuilt in the early nineties. Uh, where was kind of where was the situation like the baptismal found? You know, was it inside? Kind of like what was the kind of setup for that? Because now it's in it's in the dining area. Do you remember that? Yes, you do. Yes, yeah. yes. It was behind the church. It and was. So it okay. was outside yeah. behind the church. Had metal doors that you you folded down on it. So so it was pretty much a summer fall yeah. uh, baptism uh, most of the time. Did you get baptized in the summer? I uh, yes. You did. Yes. Yeah. So most baptisms probably took place in the summertime sometime. Right. Yeah. Right. And it was a choice. My my parents uh, didn't. Um, coaxed me into being baptized you know you think at nine years old was that it but I I um, my mom tells this story that uh, I would hide my Bible and Book of Mormon under my pillow yeah and she'd find it there and so as a child now I was uh, baptized at nine but I was very shy child I was um, you know very very shy um, did not want to uh, I kind of wanted to be in the um, kind of be hidden. I didn't necessarily want to, I never wanted to be the center of attention. Yeah. And so um, my um, my wife, she grew up at the East Local. Mm-hmm. And um, so my father-in-law, uh, we've been married 36 years actually, and my father-in-law was Apostle Frank Fan. Mm-hmm. And, um, and um, she grew up at the East Local. We attended the temple lot for many years, and then we would switch back and forth. And um, about three and a half years ago, I was called to the ministry uh, at the Missouri reunion. And um, it's a, you know, God has blessed me so much. I, uh, you know, I don't want to say I had a fear, but I had a fear of being called to the ministry because I thought, how can I do this? How can I... Um, preach yeah. you know how can i administer to people because right. i'm because i had this uh nervousness 
and the Lord has blessed me so much, you know. And so, you know, I've been a minister three and a half years. I've been, actually, they put me in as pastor of the East Local. I've been it for three years now. And it's been a blessing. It's been a blessing that I had to step out of my comfort zone. I had to, uh, you know, to serve the Lord. And he has blessed me. He has He's brought me out of my shell that I can... Um, you know, and I, I give him the glory because I could not do it without him. And uh, I praise him. And, um, you know, I am very blessed to be with the, you know, to, I'm blessed because I grew up at the temple lot. I am at the East Local. I'm at both churches. And so I have a, a great um, number of people that I can fellowship with and, um, and share the joy of our Lord. So no, yeah, that's amazing. So if you would, I kind of want to, I kind of want to take a step back in the time machine. Okay. Let's go back to when you were nine and and you were, uh, you know, contemplating baptism. It, who baptized you? It was uh, Leroy Wheaton. Okay, and I can't th- and Nicholas Denham. Really? Yes. Okay. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, uh, is there anything specific? that drew you to them or that made you want to reach out? Did you reach out to your parents who talked to them? Mm-hmm. Did you talk to them? Do you remember? Well, they were, they were, um, you know, church members that, uh, yeah. of the, of the temple lot. Right. And, um, you know, Nicholas became my Sunday school teacher, you know, at that age he wasn't cause he did the, the young people's, but he, um, he, uh, was my Sunday school teacher, in my teen years. And, um, you know, very kind man. And um, uh, they, you know, it was it was just a yeah. blessing. You know, I was this shy kid then. You know, right. I wanted to be baptized. You know, I read the scriptures. Uh, the other thing, I'm, I'm not a reader. And even back then, you know, I read some. But becoming a minister, the Lord has blessed me to become a, that I have a zeal to read the scriptures. I don't necessarily like to read books, right. you know, any other book, <laughs> but I love to read the scriptures, right. and and that only comes from the Lord on that. Yeah, so. no, and absolutely, and I guess if you're if there's something that you probably love to read, the scriptures is probably the one thing that would be good to love to read, if even if you don't love to read other things. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> my wife's a big reader; she loves loves to read. Right, but it's not my thing. Man. So, uh, thinking back to that time and looking back over your life. Knowing that you know you've been called to the ministry, that you're doing this work now, you're the pastor of the East Local. If you could go back and do it over again, would do you think that? Because um, I I wasn't baptized until I was, I'm gonna have to do math off the top of my head, 16 or 17, maybe one of my last years at teen camp, uh, that I kind of decided it was time to get done. It wasn't done at teen camp, but that's when I kind of decided. Do you think? If you could go back, you would do it again at that exact same time? Or is that something that maybe you would wait until later in the years? Or do you think that because you got baptized at that age, that's kind of shaped you into who you are today? Yeah, I think I think I wouldn't do it any different. Yeah. You know, you think everybody's different. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and at that time, um, actually, my, my sister ended up getting baptized uh, the same time. But she had—I was the one that actually— Asked for it first, yeah, and then uh, you know she started looking and deciding to do it, and so we both did it. She was four years older than me. Wow, yeah, and um, 
So I wouldn't change anything, uh, but I, um, you know, I think, you know, once being baptized, you know, is, is um, you're going to, you know, the Lord is with you. You know, he's with us always, but baptized, I think he, he was through all my life and blessed me through my life. You know, did I do everything perfect? No, but I, you know, would strive to do everything perfect. You know, we're going to have our faults. But. No, absolutely. No, and that's completely understandable. And, and thanks for sharing that. It's, it's really an interesting topic. You know, everyone is different. And um, p- people get baptized at different ages, from kids to adults. And it's good to know that, you know, when the decision to get baptized, no matter what age, can help shape you uh, for the rest of your life, even shape you into a service to God and being part of the ministry. Um, speaking of service and, and, and worship, is, do you have any particular favorite type of, uh, a type of worship? You know what, um, we all have, um, you know, we need, we need our normal Sunday preaching services. Yes. But uh, we have added at the East Local, we have added one Sunday night a month, and it is, uh, it's a worshiping, singing praises to God, you know, yeah. showing uh, and fellowshipping one with another, you know, and we, we come, I read a few scriptures, and then I have these young guys bring their guitars, and it's a sing-along, but it's giving the glory to God, you know, and we end every, um, every evening, we end with, we're the family of God. It's a, it's a song that, that I found, and it's something that you know, I think it brings us closer, you know, because we are a family. We're a church family. Um, you know, we must show the love of God to all that we come in contact with. And I think by being closer with our church family, you know, we build that bond that we can walk in that love. No, and I'm, I'm glad you brought up music because earlier you touched on uh, maybe a tendency towards shyness, or a back of the classroom uh, type of person, but you know your your outward ability to praise uh, via music, or to enjoy music, and and uh, you know from a personal experience, I've seen you up front and I've seen you in different services, and you were you were willing to get up front and and sing and and give God the glory and praise, and uh, and the just like you talked about, everyone's different earlier. Your ability to use that talent and use those talents, and and give God give God the glory and all of that has has uh, is kind of a juxtaposition between, you know, uh, uh, someone who has a shy exterior, and then getting up in front of people and being able to sing. And so um, it must mean a lot to you uh, personally as that form of worship. And music must mean a lot in that form of worship to you to be able to get up front there, get up front and do it infrequently. And be confident that you're doing it for God and 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 not for just yourself. Yes, yes. You know, I love music. He has given me a talent of singing. Uh, I wish I could play the guitar. You know, I always, I uh, I look and and younger guys, even you, Cody, there playing the guitar. And it's uh, I have a guitar, and I'm going to learn one of these days. That would be great. But uh, you know, to to do it for praising God. You know, he gives us each a different talent. You know, some of us are singers, some of us are musicians, some of us 
um, have other talents, you know, speaking or, or just being kind and loving one another. So he gives us his talents and we need to use them for the Lord, you know. So I, you'll see me in church, I, I'm pretty loud. My wife says, oh yeah, if I make a mistake on a word, you hear it because I'm, <laughs> because I'm singing, singing to the Lord. So, um, you know, I just praise him for all things. No, that's great and understandable. And uh, I'm glad that you talked about people being able to use their talents, and everyone has different talents. And uh, one of the talents that I see you being able to use, and feel free to correct me if I'm wrong here, but uh, and you've talked about this before, and for and this we can make it known for everyone who's listening too, who maybe has not had the chance to hear you preach. But I've heard you give testimonies. And during your preaching services, you were able to um, not project, but you're able to display a genuine zeal for for serving God in whatever capacity He has called you to do. And as the pastor of the East Local, and as an elder, and someone who has these different responsibilities, can you describe that zeal or that passion you have, and how maybe it's different from a hobby that you've had in the past, or, you know, what makes it unique? Yeah. Well, the Lord, you know, the Lord blesses me. You know, he blesses me to have that zeal, and, and you know, I, it's something different than anything else. You yeah. know, I have a zeal to, to serve the Lord. I wish, you know, my zeal is to grow the church. You know, I want everybody, you know, in all the different things we do, I want to do things when we hold true to the foundation of the church, but do things that will excite everybody to praise God. Yeah. And he gives me that zeal. And, um, you know, if, you know, my wife knows my shyness, you know, uh, uh, I talk a lot too, but (laughs) I am, (laughs) but as far as being the center of attention, it was never, never, ever, uh, my desire to be the center of attention. But he has, you know, I started out actually as Sunday school superintendent. Yeah. That started breaking me out of the shell. And then I was called in the ministry yeah. and then actually put in to be a pastor. It gave me that responsibility. And with that responsibility, God has blessed me because I could never do it on my own. Right. And so uh, he has given me that zeal. And he can give us all that zeal, you know, for for serving him and and doing those things that you know. I wish, uh, I wish I could say stuff that would bring everybody in, but it doesn't necessarily <laughs> happen, you know. <laughs> Some people maybe don't want to come, you right, know? right? But uh, but he has given me that zeal and that love for him. No, yeah, that's great. So, in other words, each step of your progression towards um, towards not just ministry, but towards your your service as a pastor or uh, everything has been done where God has directed you to, and, and feel free to correct me, but directed you to step outside of your comfort zone and kind of kind of grow as a person and grow as someone who can uh, uh, know have the confidence that God will bless you in whatever He calls you to do. Yes, even if it's even if it's something that you as a, just naturally are not comfortable with, and and which is which is interesting because. I was wanting to ask you, how many sermons do you think, ballpark figure, that you think you've given already in in your time as a minister? 
Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe 20. Maybe 20? Yeah. So you have been able to go from being shy to standing up in front of people and giving 20 sermons, relying on God's help, and you said, you know, we, we want to hold on to those, um, those, those foundations of the church, but be able to, um, you know, get people excited and, and, and share the gospel in ways that maybe haven't been shared before or talked about before. And another step in your comfort level here, stepping outside of that boundary, you have been the first person to sit down with us and record a podcast sermon. So it's this is these these next steps and it's you can see you can see how these things that maybe people aren't comfortable with God can help guide us and direct us and get us out of that out of that rut maybe so to speak. Exactly. Exactly. And you know this is a good experience. I was a little I was nervous on this. Yeah, you know, yeah. I had never seen a podcast and so I didn't know what to expect, you know. And I think this is a great outreach, you know, an outreach to all. You know, this can be uh, brought to everybody around the world, and uh, that is is my desire. I mean, here we are. I'm glad that that all that are putting this together that that you have that zeal because you have that zeal and excitement. And so, so tonight, as we're together, I am doing this, uh, and I had a little, you know, nervousness ahead of time. But you have made it comfortable, yeah. and and truly. Uh, this outreach will be wonderful. Doing these podcasts and and um, being able to to reach all the people around the world. No, yeah, that's great, and I appreciate that. And I'm glad that you took the time to sit down with us and talk. This is great, and we're hoping to have many more uh, past this. Uh, so think about thinking back through your time, uh, no matter how short or long, but think about your time uh, being in the ministry. Is there something, an experience you had or something you you would be willing to share that you knew that uh, maybe it was the right time to be a minister, or you knew that um, God was with you at that moment, or, you know, He was directing and guiding you, or something, or maybe, uh, you know, any experience you've had that kind of, that kind of reinforced uh, your belief that God was with you uh, during this time and that you were on the right track? You know, as I, you know, at the East Local, I knew, and many had the um, confirmation of it when I was called, that as I was Sunday school superintendent, as I was brought out of my shell in the desire to study the scriptures and serving the Lord, um, you know, he blessed me and I knew, but I was scared. You know, I had the fear. And, and when I was called, you know, it was... It was a fear that, you know, can I do this? And I just had to trust in the Lord. And and as as I keep saying, you know, it's all to him. And I give him all the glory and the honor because uh, without him, you know, he can help each one of us. You know, if we will we'll seek him, he will bless us because uh, I truly was, you know, I'm, I'm a singer. And as I sang as a... You know, I sang at many weddings, many church people's weddings. <laughs> I was I was a singer. I sang the Lord's Prayer about every wedding. Yeah. And or blessed be the tie it binds at, at every case wedding. Right. And uh <laughs> so I sang and I sang, but before I would sing, I would be almost deathly sick. 
Oh, you know? really? And yeah, yeah, because my nerves, yeah. you know. And so he has in my ministry, he has he has uh, blessed me in not having those those nerves. You know, I just let him lead me, and and um, you know, finding a scripture, um, doing whatever needs to be done. You know, he leads me. And, you know, we got to put our trust in the Lord. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Do you have, in your time within the church, do you have a favorite memory of something that happened, or or just your favorite memory of your time in the church? Well, I'm sure it's actually— you know, I met my wife in the church. Yes. Okay. You know, and we've been married 36 years. Uh, uh, we dated for a couple years. We went to college together. And, uh, you know, I was blessed. And she has been my strength, too. And and it's been great that, you know, not everybody can can marry in the church. There's so many, so many stories of marrying uh, different people and bringing them to the church, and that's wonderful. But my strength has been, you know, meeting my wife, and uh, that together we can serve the Lord. And uh, you know, she's my my right hand, and and we're both left handed though. But right, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but she is my right hand, mm-hmm. and she, uh, you know, we have different strengths. You know, she's a teacher, and so we have different. Uh, you know, when we're when we're just one on one, I'm the talker. But in front of a, a group, she was always a better talker than me because she just had a, a coolness and calmness in in teaching. And so, um, you know, but I've been blessed. You know, that that was, I'm sure, um, you know, it's been wonderful. Thirty six years and uh, two daughters, three grandchildren. Two son-in-laws, so so we're blessed. We're blessed, you know, and and so so I think that um, you know that's I'm sure that's that's my uh, the thing that I feel most blessed for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you, if you had to recommend anyone to do a podcast sermon, who would you like to hear? I would like um, I would like Jeff Oldham. Jeff Oldham. Yeah. Okay. He would be Apostle Jeff Oldham. Uh, you know, I think he would. Um, I think he would uh, desire to do it, and I did. I think he would be good in reaching out to all those that are um, uh, all those around the world that we want to reach. And you know, there's many other ministry too. You know, Jeff has uh, has been a, a. You know, if I in my early ministry here. You know, if I had a question, you know, I could ask him. And so I've been blessed to have him, you know, as a friend. So, uh, so no, that's great. That's great. Uh, I'm on the spot, putting you on the spot. Do you have a favorite scripture and why? Okay. My favorite scripture is I read it tonight, I, I read it in my sermon. Yes. And uh, it's Mosiah, uh, you know, it's, it's believing in God. Mosiah 2, 13 through 17, and keeps on going through 23 saying, you know, believe in God, but remember you have to do those things. Yeah. You know, you have to, to do what is right, you know, and that's my favorite. And then I, uh, 
first first Corinthians chapter thirteen. I always remember because I had asked my wife when we were dating. I said, "What's your favorite scripture?" And that's hers. Oh, and cool. that's on charity and love, yeah. and you know the pure love of Christ. And so uh, I would say those are those have been my favorites. Mm-hmm. But then um, I'm gaining many more. So, but that, but truly, Mosiah Mosiah two, and it actually. I know that was one of my father-in-law's, uh, Apostle Frank Franz, his favorite scriptures, you know, and I know he had many too, but, um, you know, he also, uh, I kind of picked up from him the the poems from Helen Steiner Reich, you know, she right. was blessed to, you know, God blessed her in her writings and to, uh, you know, in that uplifting uh, things to serve our God and rejoice. That's, that's great. Um and thanks for sharing that. Um, I've and I've heard you read the Helen Steiner Rice poems before in your sermon. And uh, when you prepare a sermon or when you're thinking about a sermon, I've seen multiple different styles throughout the church. And are you a more of a note taker? Are you more of a um, I don't know maybe guess a reader? Are you more of a PowerPoint? producer and presenter? I mean, kind of, what's the style that you think you've kind of gotten the groove of preaching? Like, okay. what help, What helps you prepare? Okay, I have not got into the PowerPoint. I would <laughs> like to do it someday. <laughs> right. Someday, I always, always love it, because that's, you know, you have it right up there on the screen where everybody can see. Right. You know, I would say I'm a little bit, um, I'm not your church history okay. preacher. Okay, fair enough. I am a little more... Uh, the common day, the common um, um, simplicity, you yes. know, the principles of the gospel and and the, um, you know, that we put ourselves on track and, you know, each person has a different style. Absolutely. And uh, no one style is wrong, you know, but uh, my style, uh, I want to show that love of God in my style and I want to... Um, you know, as I'm preaching, as all of us preach, we're preaching to ourselves. You know, we're we're not saying you guys need to do this. You know, I'm already doing it, but it's it's not that we're preaching to ourselves because we all it's a day to day goal to to get back on track and to serve God and to to put Him first above all in our lives. And uh, you know, it's it's easy to say, but is it easy to do? We get busy in life, and and we do. Um, you know, we all have busy lives and we enjoy, you know, our family, but we must put God up there first. And then, then he will bless us in our family. He'll bless us in, in all our other things, but, but we need to put him above everything else. No, that's, that's a great point. And, and thinking about ministry, preaching, knowing that maybe they're preaching to themselves more than the congregate, or, you know, it's a message that they need to hear as well. Um, I, I think that serves multiple purposes, and that, and, and, and does good for both the preacher and the congregation. Yep. Um, do you have a favorite story in the Book of Mormon or the Bible, and what does it mean to you? And I, for example, one of my favorite stories is out of the Bible, and it's when uh, the the uh, woman approaches Jesus and is asking for a blessing, and he says that he's only here for for uh, 
the the Israelites, right? He's only here for he's not here for the Gentiles, and she tells him that you know even the dog gets to eat the scraps that fall off the table. I, you know, I'm, I'm I'm really paraphrasing this a lot, but I really and he he acquiesces for lack of a better word, you know, and I really like that story for some reason. It's just it it I like it. it. It speaks to me at some level. Is there a story like that yeah. that you? really like out of the scriptures well i was gonna say it's it's gonna be one everybody knows which is noah's ark noah's ark you know and we all know it from childhood and and i think it stuck with me through and you know he had the faith that i mean you know would people think he was crazy for doing what he did yeah the common day person might yeah uh but the lord told him and he was blessed you know and and you know that's stuck from being a child all the way up, and uh, you know that's that's one of my favorite ones, right? Yeah, you know, so. and and it speaks to the importance of, I mean, you were baptized at nine, and it speaks to the importance of having that foundation for children, and them being able to learn those things that we might think of as simple or childhood. Sunday school stories like Noah's Ark, mm-hmm. and you have you you've lived your adult life, and your favorite story is still something that they talk about in Sunday school classes and in Sunday school lessons for kids to get them, to, you know, to kind of understand the story. And you know, these simple stories are like Daniel in the lion's den. It's important that kids, you know, do get that type of. You know, I think it can reap a lot of value. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. We have there's actually a uh, I'm going to get it wrong here, but there's a church right around the corner, and it says uh, you want to improve your family, uh, bring them to church. Right. You know, and yeah. I, and I, I'm thinking, okay, can I put that in a sermon? Well, yes, I could, right. but you know, here it is. Uh, you know, and it's on it's on this church that's on my way every time I drive out of the neighborhood, and it's so important that we. You know, what we say, our actions, what we do, uh, you know, we need to follow a Christ-like life. And again, are we going to do everything right? No. But do we need to try? Yes, we do. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. Um, Well, again, thanks for taking the time to sit down with us and talk. Believe it or not, we've gone half an hour just sitting and talking. And yeah, we can talk more, but... uh, for the sake of the podcast, we'll, prob- we'll probably cut it off there. But again, thanks for taking the time to sit down and talk, and I really appreciate it. Okay, well, thank you, and it's it's been a pleasure, and uh, I think this is a great idea. I think they, I, I, I'm will encourage all to join the podcast. That's great. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Until next time, we'll talk to you later.